Greetings, greetings, greetings. What is good, family? This is Drizzy, and this is Power Ups and Power Bombs. We are here for a good time, not a long time. So let's just get into this past week because, ooh, child, it's been a wild one. Now, if you remember last week, we did do our predictions for AEW Revolution, which was Sunday. And let's do some results on that. Um, it did start off with the zero hour, and there was only one match on the on the pre. It's like the pre-show kind of sort of, but there was only one match on it. Uh, the Br- Mark Briscoe. I gotta get out of saying the Briscoes. R.I.P. to Jay Briscoe, but Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers versus the Varsity Athletes and Josh Woods. So, if you've seen any of these Brian matches, they give them plenty of time. Everybody gets their stuff in. It's non-stop action at all time. Um, Mark really got a good standout. Um, the varsity athletes looked like a complete and utter trio. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised to see them challenge, but they're definitely not winning those trios titles. Um, it was, it was a real good showcase of the Briscoes, the Lucha Brothers, uh, Tony Nese, you know what you're getting with him. You, you don't get bad matches out of these guys. It's just that you know, who's winning. Like it's not, it's never a secret. So the Briscoes and the Lucha, uh, the Lucha Bros did win. Uh, we got the rules of the final burial match that would happen later on that night, and we just kind of rolled into the show from there. So it starts off with Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho, and it was hard hitting. It was good. It was not anything. I, I have no complaints for the match. It did what it needed to do. It was a great way to open the show. There was a lot of fighting. I'll say this. For the most part, it was clean. Completely clean. There was no jazz as they were banned. We did have a Sammy Guevara sighting, but he was taken out by and, uh, was it uh, Andretti. It's funny because he reminds me of the guy on TikTok. to be like, hey, Cheetah, and me singing with the little puppet. He looks exactly like him. If you know who I'm talking about, go look him up if you don't. But Ricky Starks hits Rochambeau to beat Chris Jericho completely clean. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no flukes, nothing. It is Ricky Starks' game, and you all are just in it. But congratulations to Ricky. Um, You're going to notice a trend with this, and I said it last week. It's all about the future. Ricky Starks winning this because he's the future. He's going to be moving on to, I think they're trying to build him up some more. They want to build him to, so it's, there's no, there's no doubts when he does go after the world title again. Um, the next match was the final burial match between Christian Cage and I, 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 I want to call him Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but Jungle Boy becoming Jungle Man. He well, first off, no. We're, before we get on Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy came ready to fight. This is a final burial match, basically a casket match. There was a there was a mound with dirt on there. There was a casket set up. All you had to do was stick your opponent in the casket and close the door, and it is over. Christian Cage. Showed us 
that under his blazer and his turtleneck is a sleeveless turtleneck. That is how evil Christian Cage is. He sat there and wrestled in a sleeveless turtleneck. Do you know how outlandish that is? That is evil. Only the evil wear black tur- turtlenecks. And he wrestled in it. But uh, there were a lot of good story beats. A lot of callbacks to their first matches. The matches with Lucha with uh, Luchasaurus. Um, the match did end with Jungle Boy finally exercising his demons and using that concerto that has made Christian and Edge famous for so much over the years. And he then threw Christian Cage inside a casket and the casket then descended into hell. Like literally as the door closed on it, it goes and goes straight down. With dust and everything. I think the only thing missing was the, the fire. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, and then. It's kind of morbid. Because we just threw a man in a plot. And then all of a sudden you're. Ew, 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 ew. And everybody's just kind of cheering. It's like a man died. <laughs> kind of sort of. Uh, but it does bring up a good question. Is Christian Cage done in AEW? Or was this just the end of the feud because I feel like the entire time that Christian has been in AEW it has been a this uh, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus thing uh, story because when he came in uh, I think he came in second place in a battle royale where Jungle Boy beat him out and from there Christian was a mentor to him they won tag titles together then Christian turned like this entire story has been since he got in AEW so oh all right next match the elite versus the house of black now there is absolutely nothing i can say that'll make this match sound to do it any type of justice whatsoever it absolutely was action packed the story told in it it is it, a different story most Young Buck, Kenny Omega matches, they move pretty fast. This one was slow for them. And they told a story. And the matchups were so key. As you got your Malachi and Kenny matchup. I did not know that I wanted Buddy Matthews and Kenny Omega to have a match until this. Until this. I've never really noticed the similarities that these two have. And even to the body build. They absolutely, you, you need to watch it. Um, there were so many spots in this where the near falls really had you on the, the edge of your seats. We seen the biggest knee that I've ever seen before from a from a three sixty maybe. Four, I don't I don't even know how many rotations it was, but I know Nick Jackson's kid head went through the uprights and it was good. Um. So many black masses. It like I said, if there um, there's a few matches you need to watch, this is one you need to watch just because there's so much going on in it, and you need to see and hear everything that happens. Uh, but um, the the House of Black did win the belts clean, no cheating or nothing like that, no myths, no nothing, no mystical anything, just straight up. Kicking your heads off. Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson will be proud. 
the next match, the triple threat match for the women's world championship, Jamie Hayter versus Soraya and Ruby Soho, a very good match. They picked three women to be to tell the story, and they they knocked it out the park. Absolutely great from start to finish. But of course, when you have women that are so world trained and world traveled like Soraya, Ruby Soho, and Jamie Hayter, you can't go wrong, really. An absolutely stunning match. And Jamie Hayter did come away with the win, but that's not the important part of this whole thing. The important part is Ruby Soho finally picked a side. Ruby Soho. After the match, sat in the corner with her hands in there, and it's just like she's gonna going through it. It's like she could not decide. Like I can't win on my own, uh, and it's just like she's just kind of, kind of going through it in her head. And at the exact same time, Britt and Jamie and Ruby and Tony are all fighting, and we get oh, Soraya and Tony outside of the ring. And Britt and Jamie in the ring. And Ruby stands in between Jamie and Britt. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Ruby hits her falling kick uh, called No Destination on Jamie Hayter. And then proceeds to knock the living shit out of Britt Baker. And that solidifies that Ruby Soho is sticking with... The freelancers, the uh, outsiders, I, they really need to come up with a name for these ladies because it's its a lot just trying to figure out what to call them. Uh, oh, excuse me. We did also get an explanation tonight on Rampage, uh, not Rampage, on Dynamite. Uh, Ruby said that she was just unappreciated, no matter what she did, which she has some pretty good points. This The motivation for the turn is absolutely there. She was booed when she tried to win the titles. Every, ta- every chance she's got, every time she's tried to be that, that person for everybody, it's almost like nobody noticed and nobody cared because she's not a homegrown talent. No, the motivation for the whole turn was there. It was shot amazingly. This whole segment, it was like I said uh, last week. This is a story that I'm definitely, I am deeply invested in, and I it can only go up from here. The question is now: Ruby has joined Tony and Britt. Who's gonna be the third person to join? I said Tony and Britt. Tony and Soraya. But who's going to be the third person to join Britt and Jamie? Alright. Next match. Oh, gosh. This, I recommend you watch it. But, ooh, you gotta you have to watch it through your ass. The Texas Death Match between Adam Page and John Moxley. The match starts off with chops. There's barbed wire all around the ring. There's... You name it, it's out there. From bricks, chains, barbed wire chairs, just straight up barbed wire. Um, 
there's so much that goes on in this. We've had we had a paradigm shift onto a brick, onto uh we had a dead eye onto a barbed wire chair. We had a moonsault by hangman wrapped in barbed wire. We had so much going on in this match. It's absolutely a monster. Uh, a monster's ball match is the best way to explain it without the tags and glass. But this match is hard to watch. There's a lot of gory, bloody things going on. It is a oh, oh. it it had me at times putting my hands over my face and looking through my eyes like, oh my god, that hurts. Oh Jesus. Um my hats go off to both of these men to put up their put their bodies on the line like that because this was so graphic and so painful to watch but it was so compelling it was like a train wreck you, like you want to look away but Jesus Christ you can't stop Moxley and Hangman fought and uh, Hangman did win Choking out Moxley with a chain over the top rope. Hangman literally hung John Moxley. There's nothing else he could have did except tapped. That's right. John Moxley tapped. He did not pass out. And I think it's just because if you, you're cutting off his air at this point. And the chain is a thick piece of chain wrapped around his neck and hung over the ropes as his body is hanging out there. What a way to end. <laughs> what a way to end. So then we have our our match before the main event. Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT title. I called this one. Again, it's all about your future. Wardlow did beat Joe. In fact, he choked him out with the Coquina Clutch. Things that you never thought you'd see in life. I've, I don't think I've ever seen some more Joe tap. And tonight was the first time that I've seen that. And it shocked shit out of me. Absolutely shocked me. I. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. To see Samojo pass out. Not like Mox who tapped out. But Joe passed out. Uh, Wardlow then. Well, we can go ahead and talk about it. Wardlow then tonight, as of our recording this, had to defend his title against the face of the revolution, Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse. Powerhouse Hobbs is now your new TNT champion with the help of QT Marshall. Or when he wants to be fan, QT Marshall. Uh, but he attacked power uh, he attacked Wardlow with a chair and he and Wardlow the, he and powerhouse did power bombed Wardlow through the stage and as of our recording of this powerhouse Hobbs is the new TNT world champion I want to say he's also the first to cash in his face of the revolution ring and win that belt I might have to do some research into it, but I'm pretty sure he is. But at Revolution, Wardlow won it. And the very next show, he lost it. But 
I feel like this just to move him on to elevate him some more. Uh, tag titles match. The Guns defended against Orange Cassidy and Danhausen, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, and the acclaimed. A chaotic match. Good. Uh, from start to finish, the Guns did retain. So, I don't think the Guns are bad. I don't think it was a bad move to have them retain the titles. My issue is the guns don't really have an identity. Yes, they looked cool. Um, they're great in the ring. They're okay on the mic. This feud with the acclaim, they have glimpses of greatness, but they're not. They don't do it all the way for me, but they show promise. They have promise, and I feel like they're still trying to figure out who they are, what they do. It's just I, they still have a long way to go. Luckily, they have their dad. They have so many people that can help them with that. And you can tell they've grown tremendously since when the gun club officially started. They're homegrown talent that have been battling since day one. And they're finally, they're recognized of it, but definitely give it some more time. And we will be able to really see what the guns can do. But at this moment in time, they're just not doing it for me. I don't know about other people but the guns are just not my cup of tea but this match was not about the guns this match was all about what happened after the guns retained the titles we got the return of FTR now it was rumored that FTR was on their way out the door with their contract being up in April but it is rumored according to places like wrestlinginc.com and stuff that the the let me take wrestlinginc.com off that i don't we're not gonna say they per se but rumors around are that they have been locked into a long-term contract and they're gonna be around for the foreseeable future so with them coming out and returning and attacking the guns they've kind of staked their claim that they want those titles and there's a good chance that they're next up on next up for those belts uh, let's see our next match and main event MJF versus Brian Danielson it is absolutely most Iron Man matches when they do them they're 30 minutes this went 60 minutes and it is hard to tell a compelling story for a full 60 minutes non-stop in that ring MJF and Brian Danielson achieved that to the top level with the logic of everything. It made so sense. MJF knew that he did not have the cardio that Brian Danielson did. So what did he do? He took, he wrestled smart. You got a low blow, get two, two uh, pins after, falls afterwards. So he goes up two to one. Sometimes you got to lose the game. Um, we had just a brilliant story told with the with Brian Daniels' arm being torn up. And historically, MJF had a bad knee. And everything that he did, 
tore that knee up. It even went from a table spot where MJF put Brian Danielson through a table and then picked him up and tombstoned him through the other side of the table and messed his knee up even more. Um, we had all types of just genius spots. Like MJF could not have, did not have the cardio that Brian Danielson had. He had water. Every chance that he could get, he would go get some water. He would take some breath. He would go and take care of himself. He wrestled smarter. While Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danson, had to continuously fight behind the eight ball because MJF is wrestling. He's not out wrestling Bryan, but he is doing it in his own way. He's he's surviving. <laughs> And I think this match was never really about beating or out wrestling him. It was all about surviving him. And inadvertently, MJF proved that he can wrestle. And a damn good wrestler. He can do the flips. He did a moonsault. He did an acai moonsault, which shocked the shit out of us. That initially also messed up his knee. But. I get why he doesn't do those things because there's no need in doing it if it's not going to win you the match. Um, We'll fast forward to the end. We get to the last two minutes maybe. MJF finds himself in a, I want to say, a single leg Boston Crab. And he sat in that move for about a whole minute and he fought to stay in it and he stayed in it until we got to the until the clock hit zero and at this point we were at three three so mjf passed out in the ring with oxygen afterwards brian danson in the corner standing like okay so what we do now is it just over mjf's merce nightmare comes true Tony Khan says that he will not allow this match to end up as a draw. Sudden death occurs and MJF pulls out every heel tactic he can. He pushes Bryce, uh, Bryce the ref. He sets there and gets the belt and he threatens to hit Daniel, Brian Danson with the belt. And Bryce looks him in the eye and says, go ahead, make my day, punk. Do it because if you hit him, you lose. There's no champion's advantage in this because in sudden death, it's all about the fall. It's all about the DQ, the count out, the pinfall, or the submission. So if MJF was to hit him with that belt, that's a DQ, and Brian Danson becomes your new AEW world champion. So that completely goes out the window for MJF. Um, he tried again. He tried to hit him with the dynamite diamond ring. Finds himself back in that same single leg Boston Crab. Beaten. Beaten and bloody. And he could not get out of it. He was able to get to the ropes and roll out of the ring. Um, from where we were in overtime and they were clearing the ring, there was an oxygen tank on the side. Of the ring. MJF faked the tap as he's holding the rope. So Brian would let go of the hold. And as the ref's telling him he didn't. He rolled out of the uh, MJF rolls out of the ring. 
He grabs that oxygen tank, and the moment Brian sticks his head out, he smacks him as hard as hell with that oxygen tank. And the oxygen tank knocks Brian out. MJF scurries back in the ring, and to add insult to injury, he put on Brian Danson's finisher, the LaBelle Lock, and Brian is just mentally not there. He's out. He's out cold. MJF retains the title off of that alone. This match deserves five stars. It is definitely going to be a power ups and power bombs match of the year candidate. There's rumors. There are people people saying that it is the greatest Iron Man match of all time. I cannot 100% in good heart say that that is exactly what it is because I feel like I've seen some that are just as good. Definitely Bailey and Sasha's 30 minutes. You guys know how much I love that match. Uh, I may need to go back and watch it, but definitely Triple H and The Rock at Judgment Day 2000 is a good one in my eyes. In fact, it might be a good countdown to have next time. Uh, a count a countdown the next chat chance that I do get for the best Iron Man matches of all time, but it definitely deserves to be looked at because the match was compelling. It told a compelling story from start to finish. It had you on the the edge of your seat the whole time. It was logically genius. I absolutely love that much of it. It's like everything they did made sense. There was no wrestling tropes that didn't make sense that they did. Everything was logical. I don't have the cardio to keep up with you. I'm going to make sure I take many, 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 many breaks. I'm not going to do anything that's not going to jeopardize me winning this match. I can't beat you up right now. I can't. I have to take this. I have to take this DQ, and I can get two pins back to back to go up to one. It makes sense. But that was Revolution, a great pay per view. The builds were a bit lackluster, but a very good pay per view. AEW's never had problems with putting on the pay per views. The stories hit or miss here and there, but absolutely great job by AEW. Uh before we get ready to wrap it up for the evening, I am going to touch on the major story of the bloodline as the bloodline turns. Jimmy Uso was in a match with Sami Zayn this Monday. And as that match was going on, Jimmy's brother, Jay, who has been missing in action for the last maybe two or three weeks, finally pops up. And he was given an ultimatum. He needs to come back to the bloodline or Jimmy going to get it. Jimmy going to get got by Roman. Well, we finally have Jimmy uh, Jay come down to the ring. He... Gets in the ring after the match. Also, Jimmy lost to Sami Zayn. I got a problem with this. But J- Jimmy did lose. Jay gets in the ring and he just kind of gives him this look like, I'm sorry, bro. I can't do it. And then he proceeds to 
walk past his brother and go stand outside of the ring with with Sammy Zayn. And Sammy is just yo, you got my back. You love me. You're like a brother to me. And Jay's like I trust you. They put their ones up and Sammy's like Jay, Jimmy, it's not too late. Jay then proceeds to kick Sammy's head in and looked at him and in the most black voice that I could ever hear he said you thought I was going to pick you you thought I was going to choose you this is family shit this is family shit like this stuff is so fucking good I don't know there's no reason for a storyline to be this dope you got the ultimate villain in Roman Reigns and even though Sammy should be the real villain in this whole situation because Sammy's the one who weaseled his way into the the bloodline and then when Roman embraced him he decided he didn't want it but this entire story has had me on a roller coaster ride I have loved it I can't wait for the next thing to find to find out what happens on uh, Friday night this will be coming out by Friday morning so by the end I don't know what's going on um We are aware that it's probably leading toward Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos at Mania. But I'm here for the ride. I am enjoying it. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen next? Feel free to write me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. What do you think is going to happen next uh, in this storyline as we are on this road to WrestleMania? Uh, I'm going to start wrapping it up now, but before I do, make sure you guys pay attention to the Nation of African American Wrestling. Thank you, Jabari, for letting me post there. Shout out to you. Uh, and just keep up with the Queens of Black Wrestling uh, tournament that is currently going on. I believe the matchup for the day were uh, Bianca Belair versus Faye Jackson and Kira Hogan versus Naomi. Make sure you vote on those. Winners move on. Um, again, a major shout out to the Nation of African American Wrestling. A major shout out to the Circle. If you know, you know. And we are on the road to WrestleMania. Eventually, we'll also get back into Paradigm Pro Wrestling. We have not forgotten about those good folks. That is my home promotion. So any chance that I can get to talk great about them, I will. Paradigm Pro Wrestling is my absolute favorite of all the indies. Um, So we have, yeah. All right, folks. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, See you guys next week. This is Drizzy. And we are out.